Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast... We are talking about, first of all, let me turn on Do Not Disturb because I'm not trying to have all that stuff happen. So today on the podcast, we're talking about Kwame Brown's finally striking back after 12 years of being the butt of Stephen A. Smith's jokes. Talking about that. The the NBA playing games happened. I'm going to be talking about that. Not all of them happened, but, you know, some of them happened. Albert Pujols made his Dodgers debut. My boy Brian Hoyer, back on the Patriots, even though I dislike Brian Hoyer because he, you know, ruined my prediction for the Patriots. So, there you go. And then I'm going to be kind of talking about Monday Night Raw um, a little bit. Uh, i got a lot of problems with it, but hey, it's, it is what it is. So, let's start off first. Kwame Brown finally strikes back after being the butt of jokes for 10,000 years. It's what it felt like. Stephen A. Smith... You know, kept doing the whole Kwame Brown is a bona fide scrub thing, and it got old for Kwame. He finally fired back. He's got his own. U- He's got his own YouTube channel that I am subscribed to. Uh, it's called like Kwame Brown: The Bust Life or something like that. Pretty cool title. Uh, you know, just to shove it to the people, but uh, it. It was pretty good. Uh, he was talking about, you know, these people were talking crap about me. They hadn't done nothing in their life. Uh, and then he went on. He's like, y'all say black lives matter. But then when you talk about me, you, you, you're you acting like black lives don't matter. And he just went off on them finally. And then he even had something for Stephen Jackson. He said, you want to talk about me getting bullied as an 18-year-old by MJ when you were getting bullied in your 30s by uh, Charles Oakley. And he just went off on everybody. He want the smoke, and nobody else wants it. And, you know, hey, which, I mean, is Kwame Brown a bust? Yes. Is he a bona fide scrub? Definitely not. Uh, just want to pull up his stats real quick. And, you know, uh, we can definitely tell Kwame Brown is not a bona fide scrub, as Stephen A. Smith would put it. Kwame Brown, his career stats. 6.6 points, 5.5 rebounds and assist a game. You know, basically a block basically a block and steal a game, too. Uh, his best season, you know, was 11 points, 7.5 rebounds, 2 assists, a block, and a steal. I mean, so, I mean good. He, he definitely didn't live up to the potential, but he's not a bona fide scrub, as Stephen A. Smith would put it. So... In the league for a long time, at least what it felt like. Four with Washington, three with L.A., two with Detroit, one with Charlotte, one with Philly, one with Memphis, one with Golden State. Definitely played 600 games in the NBA. That ain't no scrub life to me. So I'm glad he finally fired back. Good to see Kwame getting his shots in. Uh, Let's go to NBA playing games real quick. Uh, as I'm recording this, the Spurs and the Grizzlies are playing 41-30. Uh, Grizzlies on top, 8.45 left in the second quarter. Uh, yesterday's games, uh, let's let's check those out real quick. 
Tuesday's games. The Pacers beat the Hornets 144-117. Gordon Hayward was not playing. He was injured, so that means the Hornets are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, and the Celtics beat the Wizards 118-100. I know a lot of people were, you know, like, hey, Russ didn't play that good. Russ stinks, blah, blah. Russ had 20 points, uh, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. 6-18 from the floor, 0-4 from the three-point line. Everybody wants to talk about how bad Russ played, but Bradley Beal, 22 points, 10-25, 1-6 in the three-point line, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. The two and the two and a half, the two and the two-and-a-half men didn't play well. Um, if you don't get that reference, it's obviously one of my favorite sitcoms, Two-and-a-half men. But also on the Whoop and Shoot podcast, and I was on their podcast, I called the Wizards two-and-a-half men because they got Russ, Bradley, and the rest of the team. Uh, uh, Ish, Ish Smith had 17 points, and that was the third-leading scorer on the team. You're not going to win if Ish Smith is your third-leading scorer and Jason Tatum decides to drop 50 points, Kimba dropped 29 so, you know, hey, tough game. I think they do beat the Pacers, though, and they are the last team in there. Uh, in the Pacers game, obviously, I, as I said, Gordon Hayward didn't play because he was injured. Uh, Gordon Hayward always seems to be injured, but he's got a lot of injury problems. LaMelo Ball shot 4-14, 2-6 from the three-point line. Terry Rozier, 7-20. Cody Zeller was almost their leading scorer with 17 points. Miles Bridges had 23 uh, Pacers, as usual, they're an all-around team, which they always have been, even in the Nate McMillan years, so I don't, I kind of, it's a good game for the Pacers, but it, they're playing the Hornets, so they should win, that's not like that's a big accomplishment right there, Nate McMillan's Hawks are the five seed in the East, so obviously, somebody didn't make the right decision here, uh, so yeah, and my prediction for tonight's game uh, obviously, I'm a Spurs homer, so I want the Spurs to win, and I think the Lakers beat the Warriors. I'm not a big Curry guy, so let's go, Lake Lakers. Uh, Albert Pujols, moving on to that. Albert Pujols made his Dodgers debut the other night. Um, he went, like, 1-3, of three, I do believe, with an RBI, and his one hit was a single. So a good game for him. I, the Dodgers won, I think. So pretty good game from Pujols. He was struggling, and when he was playing with the Angels. So good to see him get on track with a base hit to basically start out his Dodgers one-year career. Um, now let's move on to one of my favorite backup quarterbacks in the NFL, right behind Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer. Uh, the Patriots re-signed Brian Hoyer. Um, what does this mean for the Patriots? It uh, probably means one of the other quarterbacks is getting cut or traded. Um, Jared Stidham was, was going to be the third guy going into the season, but after Brian Hoyer... Uh, Stidham couldn't beat out Hoyer last year, and I don't think he can beat him out this year to be the two. So, or he didn't win the two job last year, so I definitely don't think he's going to win the three job this year. Um, I think it's a good move because the Patriots really don't have a backup. You have Mac Jones, but he has the talent of a starter, and but he hasn't even played. And then in the Patriots system anyway, you definitely need a year to sit back. The only guy to play his rookie year for a couple games would be Jacoby Brissett, and he went 2-0, I do believe. So, you know, good good games from Jacoby there. But typically, uh, rookie quarterbacks don't do well in the Patriot offense. Um, and then you got Cam, who is probably doesn't want to be a backup, I'd say. And I think if he loses the job to Mac Jones, they'll trade him, and they'll have Mac, Hoyer, and Stiddy. 
And I think if Cam wins the job, I think you go Cam, Mac, Hoyer, cut Stenny or trade him. That's what I think. I'm not a big Stedden fan. Uh, I watched him at Auburn. He didn't look that amazing. So I really don't know what to talk. I don't really know what to say about the kid. Uh, obviously better than me, but hey. Uh, now, let's move on to the last thing, the Monday Night Raw review. Man. So to start off, the Miz is injured for the first time in 15 years. He, tear, he tore his ACL because Damian Priest messed up and landed on his leg. So Damian Priest there. He's young talent, but almost 40, it seems like, and he's botching moves that injure the one guy in WWE who's hardly injured. So congrats there. He may, it looks like he's going to be out for a couple months, six to eight at least, basically, from what I read. I hope they put a, I hope they move him to SmackDown and have him on commentary because Miz is a great heel and he should be a heel commentator like they've always done back in the day with wrestlers when they think you're out of gas. Uh, they moved Jerry Lawler to commentary. Mr. Perfect was on commentary as a heel commentator. The Macho Man was on commentary. Uh, Austin Aries was on commentary for a little bit. You get all these heels on commentary, obviously not the Macho Man, but you get all these heels on commentary. And JBL got was on commentary. I love heels. I love heel commentators. Unless your name's Don Callis, and I got to sit through one match, and then you're gone the next. And you run the elite, and it's just awful. But whatever. Uh, so let's get it out there. There's there's an open challenge for the title in Monday Night Raw. Uh, who will Bobby Lashley face? And we had AJ Styles versus Elias. It ends in a DQ. Of course it does. Great WWE booking there. And we get Omos. Uh, AJ Styles won because of DQ. Omos is chasing people. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. There you go. Uh, and Jackson Riker and Elias both run away. Somehow they graded this a C. I don't know how. Cool. Uh, then we go backstage. Like, Kobe, the New Day and RK Burrow, as they're called. Even though I don't like the tag team. Because Matt Rill is just not for me, apparently. Uh, and so we're going to get Randy versus Kofi tonight, going throwback to the 2000s, 2009s, 2010s, 2011s, the, probably the last time WWE was relevant. Uh, then we had Alexis Playground on Raw, really didn't watch it, because uh, I didn't watch Raw, so I didn't watch Alexis Playground, but apparently it was alright, I don't know. Then we had Drew Gulak versus one of my favorite WWE guys right now, Angel Garza. Garza wins with, with the wing clipper, and uh, he also stuffs a rose in Gulak's face, and they grade this to C-, so somehow AJ Styles and Elias is better than Garza versus Gulak, two of the best, or Gulak's definitely one of the best technical guys out there, and that's a, got great. Akira Dozawa won the 24-7 championship. 24-7 championship's a joke at this point, but, you know, hey, get those drivers some TV time. Cool. Then we move on to my favorite match of the night. We had Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. A little throwback there. Kofi wins. Hallelujah. Not really. I'm a big Orton guy and Kofi guy, so hey. Uh, I do believe Kofi wins, if I read that right. Hopefully I did. But yeah, I, Kofi wins. Uh, so hey, I like Kofi. Uh, they grade this a B-. minus. I would have, eh, I guess that's fair. Then we were backstage, and uh, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce can't decide who should be the tag team contenders after this tag match. 
uh, Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke or Lana and Naomi. And I don't know. The WWE tag women's division is kind of weird. So I don't know. I'd have Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke as the contenders. Then we stay backstage with uh, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. And they're talking and I could not care less about it. We finally move on to a uh, another match. We had Tamina and Natalya defend their tag team titles against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And Tamina and Natalya won. So finally that feud is over. About time. Uh, do They somehow graded that a B. Okay. I didn't really enjoy the match, but okay. Uh, then we had Ricochet versus Sheamus. I don't like Ricochet, and Ricochet's caught a bunch of heat, so hopefully they turn him heel so they can do something. Sheamus won pretty, you know, Sheamus won, because he's the Celtic Warrior and U.S. Champion. Moving on after that, that was rated to B, okay. Jeez, they just handing out Bs, apparently. We had Asuka versus Charlotte. I do believe Asuka wins off a distraction. So, great job there. No, she won off a roll-up. That was it. She won off a roll-up. The most devastating move in WWE history, the roll-up. Then we had Damian Priest versus John Morrison in a lumberjack match. Damian Priest does not injure anybody, and they actually had real lumberjacks this time instead of zombies, so that's cool. And Damian Priest wins because he's the young talent and John Morrison's not getting a push. Yay. <laughs> and after that, that was also a B, too. They're just handing out Bs. We were also backstage with Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And Cedric said, hey, old man, you kind of suck now. And it's weird because Cedric's wearing green pants but still wearing the Hurt Business boots. And I'm confused to what Cedric's gimmick is now. Shelton is still the gold standard, but I'm confused on what Cedric's supposed to be. Then we had the Bobby Lashley Open Challenge, and Kofi Kingston took it, and MVP said right before the match, hey, this is not a WWE title match, so that's why you know Kofi's probably going to win this match. And Kofi did win off of a uh, uh, Drew McIntyre came out and hit what's-his-face hit Bobby Lashley with the cane, and Kofi wins with a roll-up. The most devastating move in history. Two things I did not talk about, though, is that Mason T-Bar cut a promo, and they were going to end Bobby Lashley's title reign, and you can't take them serious because they haven't done anything in their time in WWE, basically. And then also we had the Evolution promo again that we've been going on for like four weeks, that at least it feels like it. Um, of Eva saying, hey, she's coming back. That's really cool. She apparently put in a lot of work over the past years to be a better wrestler. Hopefully she has. Um, she should bring in ratings, I guess. I hope it works out. Um, as I said earlier, this is probably going to be a shorter episode, 15 minutes around there. Kind of what I wanted to go for, because i got to watch AEW now and break down AEW. So, thank you for listening to the 3-Ball Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.